It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon to you, Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. So glad you've joined me here this afternoon on Calvary Live. Looking forward to a great program, a great time with you. Appreciate all of those listening in Colorado and Wyoming, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. The number for all of you to call is the same, 303-690-3000. You just heard it a moment ago. Again, 303-690-3000. If you prefer to text, you can do so at 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Going to be taking your calls for the next hour about the Bible, about Christianity, prophecy, apologetics, cults, current events, or if you need encouragement, give me a ring here uh, at either one of those. Well, at three zero three six nine zero three thousand. If you want to text me seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I'm Jason Vanderveer. As I said, I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. And if you're wondering more about uh, Calvary Chapel and Parker and our ministry here, you can go to calvarychapelparker.com, calvarychapelparker.com, and you can learn pretty much everything you ever wanted to know at that website. And uh, actually, uh, maybe, maybe close, uh, but there is a lot of useful information there. And uh, a lot of useful information I know uh, going out on this program here. And I always appreciate uh, the phone calls uh, that come in, the opportunity, the things that I was talking to another pastor today who's done the program in the past, and just the the things that we wouldn't have otherwise thought of uh, or had an opportunity to talk about because uh, they didn't come into our minds, they came into your minds in the forms of your comments and questions, uh, but uh, you bringing them to us allowed us an opportunity to talk about those things, and uh, we learned so much uh, hosting this show and have such a great opportunity to have conversations that we wouldn't otherwise have. And that's one of the beauties, uh, not only of the ministry, uh, but of Calvary Live here. And you have a, a resource here that you can call. You can get encouragement. You can get prayer. You can get your questions answered. Maybe there's a question that you've had for quite some time. You've never quite been able to get your arms around the answer to that question. Uh, we'd like to help you uh, achieve that and find the answer that you're looking for from the Word of God. Or maybe it's something, you know, you heard a message recently. You saw something on television. You thought of something during a message uh, on Sunday morning recently or midweek, uh, during the midweek service, uh, perhaps at your church. Uh, we would like to uh, help shed some light uh, maybe on on, uh, on whatever your question is. Uh, again, I'm Jason Vanderveer, pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker. If you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, I want to invite you to join us uh, at Calvary Chapel Parker. And uh, you can, again, I, I gave the website earlier, but uh, you can get directions uh, at Calvary Chapel Parker.com. That's CalvaryChapelParker.com. The next opportunity that you're going to have to be able to, to join us uh, at Calvary Chapel Parker is going to be, uh, of course, uh, this coming Sunday, 10 o'clock, and you can join us as we finish up. Uh, if you're the person that reads the last chapter of a book, uh, then your timing is perfect because we'll be finishing up the Gospel uh, of John, the last part of the 21st chapter of the Gospel of John, a message entitled, The World is Not Enough, John chapter 21, verses 15 through 20. Where we focus in on Jesus' restoration uh, of Peter uh, during Jesus' post-resurrection ministry. So you want to join us 10 o'clock this Sunday, Calvary Chapel Parker Worship, Children's Ministry, Nursery, uh, all that available and other uh, things going on during the week, Youth Ministry. 
women's ministry, empty nesters, uh, fellowship, a lot of different things happening at Calvary Chapel Parker. Uh, our midweek, I mentioned midweek services. Uh, our midweek service happens on Wednesday at 7 p.m. So if you'd like to do that also, or uh, you're someone who works on the weekend and you want to join us uh, midweek, we're going through the book of Exodus on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Now, if you're nowhere near the Parker, Colorado area, maybe you're listening you know, on the East Coast, uh, but you want to take advantage, or you're just in Colorado uh, somewhere, but you're not close to Parker, uh, we've got a lot of great free resources available online at calvarychapelparker.com. Uh, audio and video through the entire Bible, so you can pick a book, chapter, and verse, and just go through uh, that book. I had a guy tell me not not that long ago, he said, well, what we did is when we went on our hunting trip, uh, we took uh, a studies through a book of the Bible uh, with us. We downloaded those, and we listened to them uh, every night on the hunting trip. And I've had people say, you know, we listened to went through a book of Bible on a, a, a book of the Bible on a road trip. Uh, many pastors hear this a lot too, but we've had people say, well, you know, we're using it uh, to supplement our homeschooling curriculum. There's a lot of different ways, and maybe just your own personal Bible study, you have something you want to study. Just go to calvarychapelparker.com, click on the messages tab, uh, pick the Old or New Testament, pick the book of the Bible that you want to study, pick, uh, and then start studying through those and listening or watching uh, those messages there. Hey, I'm Jason Vandeveer. I want to also invite you if you've never had a chance to visit the Holy Land uh, and maybe your church doesn't have a trip coming up, uh, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, we've got a trip coming up. It's perfectly timed out for you to start planning. It's about a year away. It's going to be in March 2018. And uh, so we're looking forward to getting back over to the Holy Land. We've got some spots, uh, quite a few spots, about half of uh, half full on our trip right now. So we've got spots available for you uh, if you want to join us. You don't uh, have to live in the Colorado area to join us. We've had folks from all over the United States join us. Actually, all over the world, we had folks from uh, missionaries from the Ukraine uh, last year visit, uh, travel with us to Israel. And so uh, you can pretty much be anywhere in the United States or around the world. We'll make arrangements through our travel agent uh, to get you connected with us. It's going to be a great time. 35 plus sites in Israel worship, Bible study. A lot of people say going to Israel is like a year in Bible college, but I tell them it's like an entire Bible education. It will transform. It will change your life. And so if you have an opportunity uh, to go. Uh, financially, it's something that's doable for you. Your schedule will allow it. We'd love to have you join us and be a part of our group. We'll get you integrated into our group, whether you're in the Colorado area uh, or whether you're not. We'll make sure that you're completely comfortable and uh, ready to travel. What you can do is go to calvarychapelparker.com. There's an Israel banner that'll come up on the webpage. Click on that. It'll take you to a landing page that has a full-color brochure, registration form, all of that stuff that you need. And you can always contact us if you have any questions about that. Uh, but as I said, We'd love to have you join us uh, in Israel in uh, 2018. So you got about 12 months to put your deposit in, start saving up uh, your money to pay the balance of the trip, and uh, start preparing your schedule, uh, whether it's work or school uh, or your family, your family life, uh, whatever the case uh, may be, uh, so that you can join us over in uh, the land of Israel. I noticed, speaking of Israel, Donald Trump getting ready to make his first uh, international trip, and I believe he's going to uh, Rome, Saudi Arabia, and Israel. Uh, kind of interesting, the three uh, major religions of the world, Islam, Islam, uh, Roman Catholicism, Christianity uh, being headquartered uh, uh, in, well, basically in, in, in those places, and I think it's symbolic, uh, but I find it interesting that he's going to Israel in conjunction with uh, the anniversary of the Six-Day War. 
which is coming up in June. It's the 50th anniversary uh, of the Six-Day War in 1967. Uh, of course, when Israel took over uh, all of Jerusalem, the nation of Israel took over all of Jerusalem, the Temple Mount, uh, and just a, a fascinating story if you're not familiar with that. If you'd like more information about that story, there's actually a movie coming out. I'm really excited about this uh, movie coming out. Uh, it's called In Our Hands, and it's uh, actually... I think initially only showing on Tuesday night, May 23rd in the area. Hopefully they'll release more dates. Uh, but it's called In Our Hands, and it's a dramatization, uh, I believe produced by CBN, Christian Broadcasting Network, uh, about the Six-Day War. And so hopefully I'm, uh, I'll be able to go check that out, and hopefully you will too. If you'd like more information, you go to inourhands1967.com. You can punch in your zip code. And it will tell you what theaters are around you and what showtimes they have available. And it will even allow you to buy tickets for that. In our hands, 1967.com. Again, I'm Jason Vandeveer. If you want to join me on the program here, 303-690-3000. we got all our lines open now. So if you call, you will get through and we'll get you on the air. And if that's terrifying to you, uh, I... I hope that it's not. We'll make it uh, painless for you, make it a pleasant experience for you, and we'd love to answer your questions. I have folks share with me sometimes. They say, well, I really wanted to call, but I was afraid. Well, first of all, I understand that, and then I always encourage them. You know, don't be afraid. If you have something on your mind, you need prayer, you need encouragement, you have a question about the Word of God, you'll do just fine. Give us a call here, and uh, and you'll make this program a lot more enjoyable than people just having to listen to me. 303-690-3000, uh, that's the number to call. Or if you'd rather text uh, your question in, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. I was just thinking today uh, about uh, just being a part of the body of Christ. I just had this overwhelming sense uh, of blessing today. Uh, uh, been had a really interesting week this week. Uh, been feeling uh, really actually sick and poor, uh, and and a very busy week. Memorial services and regular services and things like that. So been kind of a crazy week. But sometimes when you get sick, the Lord does really amazing things in your life. And and uh, just been really blessed, feeling this overwhelming sense of blessing, uh, despite uh, some of the things uh, that been going on. Just overwhelming sense of blessing from God. And what a privilege it is to be able to serve God and to be a part of the body of Christ. And so uh, I, I I just sit here uh, this afternoon blessed to be able to talk to you and to be able to do what I do. Hey, let's go to Jessica in Longmont. Uh, Jessica, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Jessica? Can you hear me, Jessica? I don't know if Jessica can hear me. We'll uh, we'll work on getting Jessica on the program here. But if you want to join me, uh, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Bernie in Westminster, Colorado. Welcome to the program, Bernie. Okay. Hey, who do we have here? Is this uh, Jessica? We got Jessica yes, on the line. This is ah, Jessica. okay. Okay, we got you. Uh, we, we got you. We can hear you now. What's on your mind? Welcome. Great. Hi, Pastor. Um, well, I had a prayer request actually. So okay. on June twenty fourth, I'm going to be hopefully going to Israel with my church. Um, Excellent. I work with the children's ministry um, with my church, and oh. we're going to go do an English learning camp um, oh. in Ramallah. Which isn't okay. It's like it's about six miles from Israel. Uh, it's just just outside of Jerusalem. Her, yep. I mean Jerusalem. That's what I mean. Yep. Yes. 
Yep, yep, um, I knew what you meant. So that's where we're going to be. But the thing is that I had to apply for a visa because mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm in the United States with a, a program called the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. So okay. I have to apply for like a um, advanced parole to be able to leave the country and come back into the country um, without right. any issues with immigration. And so, right. um, you know, I'm just, I already bought my plane ticket and I'm going by faith that it's, yeah. you know, that, that this is going to happen, but I still haven't gotten a response yet from the government to know if I'm sure. going to be able to leave. Um, so I, if you guys could just be praying for that, you know, it's something that I feel God is, um, calling me to do, but yeah. I think that you know the more um, the more family we have praying, you know, for for this trip, um, then I think that's just a lot better. You know, more blessing and. Absolutely. Well, go by faith. The Lord is going to do great things. And uh, not only are, is he going to use you mightily over there, but uh, uh, you're going to have an amazing time uh, over there in, in the land of the Bible, in, the, in God's land. I call it the center of the universe. And uh, you, you really have this sense when you're, when you're in the Holy Land. First of all, I never thought I would be here. And second of all, I yes. really am at the center of the universe. Let's go ahead and pray right now, Jessica. Thank you very much. Father, we just thank you. I thank you for Jessica, Lord. I thank you for her heart. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would use her mightily over there and and the group that she's with. I pray that you would uh, be with her uh, as she ministers to the people of Ramallah, of course, uh, so uh, predominantly Palestinian, Lord. I just pray uh, that you would be with her, that you would use her mightily for your glory. I pray, Lord, in anticipation of her trip over there, uh, that you would just bless her uh, with this visa uh, so that she can safely and securely come back to her home here in the United States. Uh, Lord, that you would uh, just be with her and bless her and use her mightily for your glory. And I pray that if there's anything uh, in the background, uh, anything going on, uh, any kind of spiritual warfare, anything going on, uh, Lord, I just pray that you would just work on her behalf, uh, Lord, that she can work on your behalf. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm with a group called, um, well, with my church, it's um, Calvary Baptist Church here in Longmont. Okay, gotcha. Is that Pastor Michael Patrick? What is that? Is that Pastor Michael Patrick there? Uh, No, Pastor Greg Deweese. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. you're at, it, it got cut off a little bit there. I couldn't tell if you said Calvary Longmont or where exactly you said. But, oh, uh, yes. yeah. Uh, it's in Longmont. Yeah, Calvary Longmont. Okay. Um, okay. And the pastor is Pastor Greg Dewey that we're going to go with. Okay. So. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you guys have, have a blessed trip, and uh, we're going to be praying for you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Pastor. You guys have a good day, and blessings on you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so, thank you so much for that, Jessica. Folks, if you want to join me, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Bernie uh, in Westminster. Bernie, welcome to the program. Yes, hello. Hey, Bernie. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. What's on your mind? I had a question on Bible prophecy, uh, okay. specifically uh, one in Isaiah 17 and Jeremiah 49. Okay, let me go ahead and... Uh, the destruction of Damascus and uh, the prophecy of Elam. Yeah. Okay, so let's go first, uh, Isaiah 17, and I'm going to go ahead and make my way there. Obviously, the destruction of Damascus is uh, something that is yet future. 
uh, a very interesting subject when you think about it. Damascus is the oldest, uh, well, one of the oldest inhabited cities, continuously inhabited cities uh, in all of the world. And uh, so the fact that it, it, it really has never been destroyed is, is, is really fascinating. In chapter 17, uh, he says in verse 1, the burden against Damascus, behold, uh, Damascus will cease from being a city and it will be a ruinous heap. Uh, Damascus was, uh, you may or may not know, was conquered by the Assyrians, but it, was, it wasn't destroyed. And it's obviously the modern capital of Syria. Uh, when you go to Israel, uh, when you're up on Mount Bental on the Golan Heights, you can almost on a clear day almost see uh, to Damascus, uh, northeast uh, of that position there. As I said, it's one of the oldest continuously populated cities on earth, and its destruction is yet future. Now, uh, I would say to you, when you look at the Bible, it's possible there's some sort of tactical nuclear exchange that maybe uh, wipes Nick. Damascus off the map, uh, which isn't hard to imagine today, uh, considering the political and uh, military unrest, the civil unrest that's going on in Syria today. Uh, we could very well be be very close uh, to to the time of that. Uh, was there something specific, having me having said that, uh, that that doesn't address, uh, or or uh, about Damascus? First of all, yeah, I think I, I think I just wanted your view on. Uh, with the, because I, I've heard and read yeah. several teachers, uh, you know, explain how it is yet future, and then other people yep. saying no, it already happened. It's a diff- yeah. you know, different, yeah, uh, different translations. Sure, make it sound sure. Yeah, my my position on that would be that it. Or, yeah, exactly. And it, and my position on that is it has not happened historically if you look. It's it's been conquered but never destroyed and continuously inhabited. So I believe that it it necessitates a future fulfillment of that. How exactly that will take place and the timing of it is 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 not spelled out for us. Uh but it, as I said with the climate the way that it is over there, not hard to imagine. Um no, what's uh, your sec <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you had another question in from Jeremiah. What passage in Jeremiah? Uh, 49. Okay. Uh, and what? Uh, it's a prophecy of against Elam, and the uh, same thing. I've heard com- uh, conflicting views on that. One is that uh, since Elam is in Iran, and the area where the, I think it's Bashir, nuclear power plant, that something would happen right. there, and then... The, the inhabitants would have to flee Iran and be spread all over the world. Uh, yeah, and then then come back later. And, and then interesting, it says God will make His throne there. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Yeah. So so God will. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say that uh, I've heard say that God is thrown there kind of means that there'll be a, a strong Christian presence there and that the uh, the regime that's there will be destroyed, the uh, Islamic regime. Yeah. So the the section for those listening who aren't, aren't as... Uh, 
maybe familiar right off the top of their head with what uh, with what you're addressing is in the last the last few verses of chapter 49 uh, of Jeremiah, like 34 through 39. He he mentions uh, well, he's talking about different judgments against Moab, uh, Kedar, and Hazor. Um, Syria, which we just mentioned, and uh, then he mentions Elam, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, Elam lived in the area of modern-day Iran, uh, so the area of the Persians, and so all of this is yet future, and so uh, he's, God says in verse 38, he says, I'm going to set my throne there for judgment. And then he says, uh, it shall come to pass in verse 39 in the latter days, uh, I'll bring back the captives of Elam. And so uh, there's this promise that the Lord uh, will put them back there in the last days like Mo- like Moab earlier in this passage. Uh, they wouldn't be wiped out. And he's likely speaking of how they are going to turn to the Lord uh, during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. So that's important to remember the greater context too. Uh, the timing of this judgment uh, is uh, after uh, the great tribulation period. And uh, the judgment... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a period uh, that sometimes is referred to uh, the judgment of the nations and uh, the nations that surround uh, Israel, the Gentile kingdoms uh, that surround Israel. So uh, Philistia and Moab and Ammon, which is uh, the Jordanian area, Edom too uh, also, and then the Syrians, and then Kedar and Hazor and then Elam. So uh, yet future, both of these, uh, it's difficult to say on the first one, the timing of it, the second one a little bit easier to pin down. Okay, yeah, because what I had heard was because it says in there in the end times that it could that one could be at any time as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but and, this, this could you repeat for me again why it has to be during the uh, millennial kingdom? Well, he talks about in the latter part. He says, "I will set my throne in Elam." And so uh, we see that God is going to come and set up his throne. And so there's language there consistent with the millennial reign of Christ, not just in those verses, but actually if you read through the whole chapter, uh, the judgment uh, that is being talked about others, there's lots of context clues as to the timing being after the return uh, of Jesus Christ to earth to set up his kingdom. And so Israel is reestablished. Israel's turned back to the Lord during the millennial reign of Christ. And then also we see many other people, uh, Gentile nations actually being turned to the Lord that time, which is consistent with the millennium. And we also see the judgment of those nations. Okay. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. It's uh, interest, fascinating stuff. Uh, and uh, so uh, encouraged. Uh, ex- I, I'm blessed by your questions. Uh, I appreciate you bringing them up. Okay, take care now. Hey, you bet you have a great uh, afternoon and rest of your day. Uh, God bless you, my friend. Hey, folks, uh, you're listening. Appreciate uh, Bernie's call there. You're listening to Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. I'm going to be taking your calls and questions for the next uh, 45 minutes uh, on the rest of the show. 303-690-3000. That's the number to call. Appreciate the prayer request there from Jessica. And keep her in your prayers uh, for her visa to be able to return to the United States. Normally, you don't need a visa to go to Israel uh, unless you're going to be uh, staying for a long period of time doing work or something like that. Uh, American citizens can travel to Israel without a visa, uh, but uh, because of her uh, status uh, here in the United States, uh, she needs a visa to be able to come back 
uh, into the United States after her trip there uh, because uh, it sounds like uh, – uh, her citizenship status is uh, is uh, uh, different uh, than perhaps someone who was uh, born in the United States or um, I, I didn't catch exactly her citizenship status. But you want to keep her in prayer uh, because it's a little more complicated for Jessica. And so we want her to be able to come back safely uh, to her home here in the United States after ministering over there in Ramallah. Also appreciate that question there uh, from Bernie. Great question uh, on uh, Elam from Jeremiah. And uh, on uh, the uh, book of Isaiah there, uh, chapter 47, uh, maybe you have a prophecy question like that. You want to talk about the end times. I love the subject of the end times. Uh, I love uh, all subjects from the Word of God. And uh, so it's it's all on the table. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever you need prayer for, uh, give us a ring here. Calvary Live, 303 3000 or 720-336-0897 if you want to text. Uh, so call the first number if you want to call, 303-690-3000. Uh, or if you prefer to text your question, 720-336-0897. Got a question here uh, via text, and it says, Please help me understand repentance. Well, uh, a lot of people say a, a lot of different things about repentance. I've heard people saying it's a 360-degree turn. Actually, it would be a 180. Uh, a 360 would be a little bit problematic uh, when you stop and think about it. But uh, repentance uh, means to change your mind. Biblically, the idea is to change your mind uh, and then change your behavior. So uh, repentance is, is going to produce a, a sorrow for sin. Uh, not simply a sorrow like we see in Judas or a sorrow like we see in King Saul, uh, but uh, godly sorrow. The Bible says that godly sorrow leads to uh, repentance, uh, but the sorrow of the world uh, just leads uh, to death. And so uh, we want to keep that in mind that uh, you're going to have that sorrow. You're going to be sorry for your sins, and it's going to lead to a change uh, of mind. And then a change of, of behavior. By the way, I was just quoting uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. And godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. And so you have uh, in repentance, as I said, uh, a change of mind. And, and so you're changing your mind, and then subsequently you're going to change your behavior. Uh, now, when I repent... Uh, practically, what I'm doing is I'm I'm sorry for my sin. Uh, I turn uh, to the Lord and I repent and I confess that sin and I ask for His forgiveness. Uh, if I'm not a believer, uh, placing my faith and trust in Jesus Christ uh, for salvation. If I am a believer, it's it's sorrow over that sin and repenting and turning from that sin, not continuing to practice that sin. So, Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse ten, uh, the passage. Uh, that uh, that I mentioned there if you want to take a look and look that up. But uh, if you have a follow-up to that, feel free to uh, text us a follow or call uh, follow-up or give us a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call or 720-336-0897 if you prefer to text your question. Hey, uh, we got just a couple minutes uh, before we come to the bottom of the hour here uh, and a short break. So now is a great time if you want to give us a call. Uh, we can line those calls up and get you ready uh, for the next half of the program here. Uh, again, 303 690 
3000 is the number to call. We got all our lines open and ready for you. So just pick up your number, punch that number in there, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get to you right after after the break. Looking forward to that. Or if you prefer during the break, you can text your question 720-336-0897. I'm Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker. If you want more information about us or about myself, uh, you can go to calvarychapelparker.com. That's calvarychapelparker.com. Appreciate all who are listening in Colorado, Wyoming, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. I want to invite you to call whoever you are, uh, wherever you're listening, 303-690-3000. That is the number to call if you want to join us here on Calvary Live. Or as I said, if you prefer to text 720-336-0897. Once again, Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. You can hear the music there. We got to Take a short break, but fortunately, these breaks are nice and short. We'll be ready to take your calls uh, right after this. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And we're back. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live with you this afternoon. Uh, enjoying the, the first half of the program. Really looking forward to this second half of the program. And your calls and questions about the Bible of Christianity. Uh, maybe you have a prophecy question uh, like Bernie did uh, earlier on a couple of passages from Isaiah and Jeremiah. Apologetics, cults, current events. It's all on the table, whatever you want to talk about. Or maybe you need encouragement or prayer. Give me a call. 303 690 3000 three zero three six nine zero three thousand or if you prefer to text your question seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven I'm Jason Vanevere. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, and you can get uh, more information about Calvary Chapel Parker and about us at calvarychapelparker.com. Appreciate all of you listening uh, in Wyoming and Colorado, all up and down the Front Range and all uh, on the East Coast in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. By the way, the number's the same uh, for all if you want to join me, 303-690-3000. Got all lines open, and uh, so uh, here we're Cinco de Mayo and celebrating Cinco de Mayo with you. I don't have any chips and guacamole yet. Uh, I will have that uh, sooner rather than later. It'd be a, a bit uh, distracting uh, on the radio, so I guess I'll have to hold off for another 30 minutes or so on that. Uh, but looking forward to hearing from you. Hey, I've uh, got some text questions uh, coming in, and I got another one uh, in here. And the question is, what is a good way to start being the spiritual leader of my household? What kind of rules do I make about TV, music, and so forth for my wife and I uh are both in our, and then it looks like it gets, uh, oh, here we go, in our 20s and have four children under the age of five. Uh, we're both new believers, uh, but my wife has had no background in church and has had a very hard time uh, letting go uh, of old moral standards, moral standards uh, concerning these things. Uh, so let's talk about uh, being a spiritual leader. Of course, uh, God calls us uh, to that uh, as men. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, is, uh, it is a great place 
uh, to kind of begin our conversation uh, about that subject uh, of being a spiritual uh, leader in the home. And uh, he talks about wives and husbands. Paul does, in beginning in verse 22, he talks about uh, the submission uh, of a wife to her husband as to the Lord. Of course, uh, what, husband, what wife wouldn't want to submit to a husband? Uh, who served her uh, as Jesus Christ serves the church. And that's really the point, uh, a big point in this passage. He says, The husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the, the savior of the body. He says, Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands and everything. Then he says this, here's the guy's part. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So being a spiritual leader in the home is a sacrificial love, and the goal of that sacrifice official love, verse 26, is that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water uh, by the word, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. The marriage relationship is a picture, that's why it's so important, a picture of the relationship uh, between Christ uh, and the church. And so uh, what we want to remember is, is that we want to model uh, our leadership as husbands in the home after Christ's leadership of the church. And he mentions the Word of God there first and foremost. And we want to be teaching the Word of God. We want to want to be uh, uh, leading and reading the Word of God. And so if you're not doing so already, uh, just establish a practice of, of praying with your wife. Not just praying for, but praying with your wife and, and reading the Word of God uh, together and, and, and praying together and studying the Word of God and with your children, uh, getting into the Word of God and training them up. And then as far as practical things uh, which you ask about, um, you want to, first of all, you want to make sure that you're doing them. You don't want to have any expectations uh, in your home of things that you're not first willing to do. Kids are a great uh, detector of hypocrisy, and and, and and it will make, it'll cause more damage if it's not first real in you. So uh, holiness and, and being set apart uh, the Bible uses the word sanctification. It means to be set apart. Uh, needs to begin first in you. And it's about, you know, what do you use your time for? What do you use your your finances for? What do you use your, your gifts for? What what things do you want to uh, put on the uh, the television? Or, or what movies do you want to go and, and pay to go see? Or what magazines are you going to subscribe to? Or, you know, what what websites are you going to bookmark and, and frequent? Uh, all of these kinds of things have to, to begin with us as men, as leaders first, and then they they will naturally be able to be transferred to our spouses uh, and to our children, and they will be re- very real uh, to them. But I, I would say that, uh, uh, as the Bible says, set nothing uh, you know, ungodly before your eyes. And so uh, I, I, I would just make a commitment, Lord, whatever is holy, uh, whatever things are true, whatever things are lovely, uh, whatever things are of good report, uh, we will meditate uh, on these things. Uh, by the way, that's from Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, whatever things are true, noble, uh, just, pure, lovely, uh, of good report. If there's any virtue and anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, Philippians 4, 8 says. And so I would just model your decisions uh, after that. Hopefully uh, that uh, helps you a little bit and uh, gives you a little bit of a sense uh, of a place uh, to start. 303-690-3000. And uh, let's go to uh, line one. And uh, we don't have a name, but uh, welcome to the program. Hi there. How are you? What's on your mind today? Well, um, I'm kind of concerned. I've been seeing a number of churches with this 
marketing movement coming in, and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if you could speak anything about that, if you're aware of yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there. I was talking about it actually on Sunday. Uh, there used to be a church uh, that I was familiar with that uh, had a gimmick, you know, to get people in. They'd put a hundred dollar bill under the chair, you know, and and there's lots of other ways there's that people are trying to market. I want to distinguish marketing from making people aware uh, that the church is there and what you're there to do. I think one is letting people know, hey, we're here to minister to you. We're here to share the, the word of God. Uh, we're here to lead people to Christ. Uh, We're here to fulfill the Great Commission, and this is who we are. This is where we're at, and this is what's available uh, for you. That's one thing. I don't really consider that to be uh, the marketing that you're talking about, but then there's a whole other approach uh, that's uh, very fleshly, very worldly, and an an attempt to really kind of uh, fill the church. And uh, my pastor used to say, he said, if he used to say, if you strive to attain, then you'll have to struggle to maintain. Mm. And it was Pastor Chuck Smith that used to say that for those looking to reuse that quote. And what what he meant by that is, look, if you're working really hard to get the people in, then you're going to have to work really hard uh, to keep them. Uh, I like what Jesus taught us in the 21st chapter. In fact, I'll be teaching the latter part of the 21st chapter of John this weekend. But the message I preached last week is a message entitled 153. And it's about how the disciples struggled all night and caught nothing. But then Jesus told them, cast your net on the right side of the boat. And when they did, they caught 153 large fish. You see, what I've discovered is when I do it my way, uh, I'm not very smart. I'm not very good, uh, and and some people just maybe haven't realized that, and they're ultimately not very effective. But when you do it God's way, uh, you're going to catch a lot of fish. And, of course, Jesus is calling us to be fishers uh, of men. And so uh, I just encourage people, rely on the Holy Spirit. The problem is why you're seeing what you see is because a lot of people don't believe in the working of the Holy Spirit in the church today. And, and, and I say that uh, with you know, I'm not exaggerating. In other words, they they don't believe uh, the way that that you and I do that the Holy Spirit uh, is the one that we depend on and he's the one that's going to, God is the one through his spirit who is going to give the increase. They really sense that they have the responsibility to make that happen. And so they, mm-hmm. they, they feel the need to write these books, to read these books, to have these conferences and seminars to both learn and tell people how to do it. And uh, I, I would just say it's a waste of time. I fear that this is infiltrating our church and is possibly oh. even going to result in closed doors. And um, yeah, and it's very painful to go through. And I guess I would ask for your prayer. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and pray right now. And we don't need to mention the church or anything like that. We'll just pray. God knows right. the, the situation. Father, we uh, come before you this afternoon, and Lord, uh, you understand the temptation uh, that we face uh, as human beings. Um, for various reasons, sometimes even uh, noble reasons, uh, to attempt to lean on our own understanding. Uh, Lord, we we don't. You call us uh, to, uh, in all our ways, acknowledge you and to uh, jettison our understanding. And so uh, I pray for this church. I pray for uh, recognition before it's too late uh, that, uh, that, that, that we do not know anything, uh, that we are incapable uh, unless we rely completely on you. I pray there would be a return, a recognition, and a return to your Holy Spirit, a dependence completely on the Spirit of God, your Spirit, Lord, uh, to both bring people in, to save them, 
and to help uh, this fellowship do the work of the ministry, that you would uh, preserve it and preserve their lampstand. Lord, I pray that it wouldn't uh, have to go out because they uh, start to rely on themselves. And Lord, that you would protect and you would bless the people of this fellowship, this community uh, that they minister in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. You betcha. Well, I appreciate the call, and, and uh, we'll be praying for, for your fellowship. Thank you. You betcha. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Ray in Fort Morgan. Ray, welcome to the program. Thanks for waiting. Hello. How you doing? Uh, How you doing? I, I'm doing good. I just need some prayer. Uh, I got a couple prayer requests. Um, I, I want to thank you, though, for I listen to you every day. Um, and you've helped me out quite a bit. Uh, the whole program has, and I, I want to thank you. Um, well, appreciate that. Um, I just, I just need some prayer. Uh, my first prayer request is for my mom, mm-hmm. myself, and my dad for uh, to pray for our health. Uh, my mom's got something wrong with her liver, and they can't figure it out. So, um, I just need some prayer for her. Okay. And, uh, secondly, I, I need some prayer for for my family. I mean. Uh, I am. Uh, I got a girlfriend. I got two children with her. They're eleven and uh, eight, and uh, she's got three children of her own. But uh, we just need some prayer. I mean, I, I've been with her eleven years, and uh, I, I just need some prayer to, for guidance and uh, for me to know what to do. I mean, I, I mean, it's just fighting, and the girls, the, my kids are just. Uh, you know, it's not good for. It's not healthy, and I, I've been sober, clean and sober, for almost 11 years. So, um, it, Congrats. It's just, Excellent. It's Excellent. Just, um, I'm confused right now, and I just need some uh, prayer for that and mm-hmm. see where I can go from there for God to show me the way. Okay. And and I didn't quite catch, I, I, you broke up a little bit on my end, and your prayer request concerning your mom is exa- is what now? Uh, she's got uh, something wrong with her liver, and they can't figure okay. it out. Okay, gotcha. Let's go ahead and pray, Ray. We'll pray for, for your mom, and then we'll pray uh, for your kids and uh, your kid's mom. And uh, let, let's just go ahead and take this before the Lord. Uh, Father, we uh, I just thank you for Ray calling in, Lord. And, and obviously, Lord, he's got so much on his mind and his heart. I do pray uh, for his mom in this medical condition, as is so often the case, uh, having something, and, and there doesn't seem to be an answer. But Lord, the answer rests with you. You know exactly the situation. And Lord, I just pray for her healing. I pray for a revelation to her doctors. And I pray for the right course of treatment to be immediately known when that happens. Lord, if that's your, we pray according to your will, Lord, obviously, and your timing. And Lord, I just pray that. I don't know if she knows you what her situation is, but if she doesn't, that you bring her to you through this, and if she does, that you would draw her closer. I do pray uh, for uh, Ray's children and uh, just the the situation there, uh, and with his uh, uh, the, the 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 mother of his children. I don't know what their relationship is, Lord, but uh, I just pray that it uh, would be holy and it would be set apart uh, for you. And I just pray uh, for these kids, uh, Lord, that they would be raised uh, in you and that they would be brought up in you. That when as your word says, that when they're older, that they will not depart from it. I pray that there would be peace and love and holiness in that home. And uh, Lord, I do pray uh, for Ray that you would just give him clarity 
that you would speak to him powerfully uh, through your word and by your spirit. And Lord, that you would uh, give him direction. And Lord, we know that you don't author confusion. And so, Lord, we just pray uh, that, that he would hear your voice clearly. This is the way. Walk in it and that he would be obedient unto you. Lord, just be with Ray and strengthen him and encourage him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, you bet so you, much. Ray. Yeah, appreciate you listening and calling in. No problem. Thank you for everything you've done. Appreciate it. God bless you, and uh, take care, Ray. Hey, folks, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. You're listening to Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live this afternoon. Let's go to Joel, uh, also in Colorado. Uh, Joel, uh, welcome to the program. How you doing, Joel? Hi. What's happening? What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I just I had a question of... Recently, I just came across your program, and I've been recently baptized and reading the words. I started one cover. I'm about halfway through, and I'm just trying to figure out where I stand in, uh, like, uh, exactly. My question in particular is the God's law. I've had a lot of people tell me it still applies, it doesn't apply, and I just, I don't really know, and I'm, uh, in reference to it, I was thinking in Jesus when he said in Luke sixteen sixteen about, and sixteen seventeen about the law, and I just wanted to know what your thoughts on that was. Okay, so, um, and I just missed one, I think, key word in your question, and so you said you want to know if the law still applies, is that your question? Well, like, if, you know, the Ten Commandments uh, and the law right. of Moses, if those are still sure. applied, like, would we still be, as far as, like, uh, celebrating the feast, like, would those still apply, too? Got and it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with you now. Okay, yeah, so, so it's a reasonable question. It's a question that a lot of people have. It's actually a, a question that uh, we get a lot nowadays. What is the relationship uh, of the Christian to the law? Uh, Jesus says in Luke 16, you, you brought up Luke 16, 16, 17, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is pressing into it. He says it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one tittle uh, of the law to fail. And what we've got to recognize is, first of all, what Jesus is saying and and beginning what Jesus uh, is not saying. And what he is not saying, he's saying the law will not fail, but he's not saying uh, that we are still under the law. And so what do we do? Uh, and, and by law, we've got to distinguish, though, because you mentioned the Mosaic law. We are not under the Mosaic law, but the moral law still applies. The moral law, which are nine of the Ten Commandments, there's only one commandment that wasn't moral. In other words, it was ceremonial, and that was to keep the Sabbath. And that one's actually not reiterated as a command in the New Testament, but the other nine are. In fact, those nine actually preceded the law, uh, and and they existed uh, in a, a, all the way back uh, in the Word of God. In other words, it was always wrong to murder uh, before the law. The law codified that and codified that and made it part of the Mosaic law, uh, but that was true before the law, during the law, and after 
after the law today. So there are moral aspects of the law that continue today. But the ceremonial aspects of the law uh, do not continue. And those would be things like the Sabbath. Those would be things uh, like the feast. They were specific to God's relationship uh, to Israel. Uh, so, for example, people ask, well, do I need to keep the Sabbath? Do I need to keep the dietary laws? Do I need to keep the Passover? And the answer to that question is uh, a, a resounding no. Uh, in Galatians chapter 3, uh, Paul, he says, Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it is only a man's covenant, yet it is confirmed if no one ad annuls or adds to it. He says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, uh, and to seeds as of many, but as the one your seed who is Christ. He says, And the law, uh, which was 430 years after Abraham, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ. So the first point that he makes is, look, Abraham wasn't, didn't even have the law. And he had a relationship with God before the law even existed by faith. Those under the law had, an, had a relationship, by the way, with God by faith as well. And after the law, we have a relationship with God by faith. So what that tells us is that the law was for a confined point in time. In verse 19 of Galatians 3, Paul says, What purpose then does the law serve? He says it was added because of transgressions till the seed, speaking of the Messiah, capital S, should come to whom the promise was made, and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator does not mediate for one only, but God is one. He says, is the law against the promises of God? Certainly not. Then he says, but the scripture has confined all under sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. Now, clearly in the context, tutor is referencing the law. And he says, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ. Now, in verse 28, there's an interesting verse, and here's the fundamental problem. He says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You see, as a Christian, you're not grafted, when the Bible speaks of being grafted in, you're not grafted into Israel, you're grafted into the line of privilege throughout the ages and into uh, the body of Christ. And so uh, you don't have to become a Jew to be saved um, because there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. Uh, you're all one in Christ Jesus. So it's not a matter of keeping the law. The timing of the law has passed. The purpose of the law has been accomplished. It showed man that he needed a savior. Uh, it kept Israel under guard for the time of faith and the time of the new covenant. Uh, but that has passed because the seed uh, has come and the promise uh, uh, has come. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Does that, that uh, yeah, no, definitely does that clear? A lot. Yeah, and, and yeah, and and so um, I I understand the dilemma that you have. Uh, there's a lot of people out there saying things, trying to lead people in bondage, and that was the same thing that was going on in the early church, and that's why they had to have the first council of the early church. I'd recommend also that you read Acts chapter 15, uh, which was okay. what are what are going to be the requirements for these these Christians who are coming to Christ? Do they have to become Jews first? And the answer to that question is no. Okay. 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 Well, that, thank you so much. God bless. Yeah. Yeah. You bet, Joel, and uh, and. Uh, uh, you got a you got a great uh, Bible and Old Testament name, uh, but you're you're a New Covenant believer. <laughs> okay, thank you. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for calling. Right. 
Hey, folks, if you want to join me on the program, got a few minutes left. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. 303-690-3000 if you want to join me on the air. I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor uh, of Calvary Chapel uh, in Parker, Colorado. And if you want to join me at Calvary Chapel, I'd love to have you join me at Calvary Chapel uh, Parker this weekend. Uh, 10 o'clock this Sunday, you can get directions at calvarychapelparker.com. And uh, we'll be continuing, we'll be finishing up, as I said, the Gospel of John and the New Testament. Our second time through the New Testament, we'll be finishing that. So as I mentioned earlier, if you read the last chapter of the book, uh, then your timing is is great. We're finishing up the Gospel of John. And and uh, as I said, our second time through the, the New Testament, we've just started once again in the book of Exodus. Well, a few weeks back in the book of Exodus on Wednesday nights, and we'll be starting in a few weeks in the book of Genesis on Sunday morning. So I encourage you to come on out and join us at Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, if you're going to be in the area, or take advantage of the resources we have online, calvarychapelparker.com. Got another text question here. It says, uh, is it a sin to go dancing uh, with my spouse? Uh, just happy, upbeat music, nothing with bad words uh, or a bad message. And uh, I'm glad that you clarified that because I was going to say this. Is it a sin? I, I guess it would be uh, dependent on what type of dancing <laughs> that you're doing. Uh, my kids uh, tell me that the uh, well, I have one uh, graduate, my last one graduated in high school, and uh, she just shakes her head when she tells me about uh, what happens at these high school dances, what these kids do today. They, they dance differently these days, parents, but uh, assuming from your description you're not involved uh, in something like that, you're just going out dancing, having a good time, and obviously you're not listening to music uh, that, that is not contrary to, uh, to what you believe as a Christian, uh, there's nothing biblical that we can say against that, that that's wrong. There's a time, you know, of course, when in churches it was being preached, you know, it's a sin to go to the movies, it's a sin to uh, go dancing, you know, uh, the fact is, is there's just no uh, verse to support that. I would just be wise uh, what sort of environment uh, you're putting yourself in, uh, you know, what sort of music is uh, being played, but uh, uh, but assuming those things are good and you want to go out and, and enjoy yourselves, a lot of people participate in different styles of dancing, you know, uh, ballroom dancing, line dancing, things like that, uh, and who, I'm not sure what type of dancing you're talking, but they get great enjoyment and, uh, you know, uh, have a good time with that. So I would say uh, it would be a sin if I went dancing uh, just because uh, it, it would be a, a horrendous sight uh, to behold. And as a pastor, I, I don't want to stumble anybody uh, or make them ill. So uh, you, you won't see me dancing, uh, but uh, assuming you have better moves than I do and better rhythm, uh, go out and enjoy yourself and uh, and and be blessed. Uh, the Bible doesn't uh, prohibit that. So uh, interesting questions. You know, we get a lot of questions about Christian liberty. And, uh, you know, we always have to ask ourselves, what does the Bible have to say about it? Is it something that I can stumble myself uh, and other people with this? Is it a liberty that I need to sacrifice in order to do something else or accomplish something else or for somebody else's benefit? These are all uh, good questions to be asking uh, in relationship uh, to uh, Christian liberty. But uh, just on the surface, uh, no, it's not a, a, a sin uh, to, to go dancing uh, with your wife. Uh, but uh, there was a time, uh, unfortunately, when uh, people... Uh, said that it was. Hey, we've got just a few minutes left, and uh, I'll give you the, the 
the number one more time. If you called in really quick, we could get your call in, uh, 303-690-3000. Uh, we'd have time for, for a really quick question like, can God lift or make a rock so big he can't lift it? And uh, the answer to that question, by the way, is uh, no, he cannot. Just because you can say it doesn't mean that it's a logical question. Uh, that's the short answer uh, to that question. Uh, and uh, so uh, anyway, uh, 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker. And uh, if you want to join me also uh, on Wednesday evening, I mentioned Sunday morning, the next opportunity, continuing the Gospel of John. And then Wednesday nights, uh, we're continuing verse by verse in the book of Exodus. And uh, so that question from Joel earlier, uh, Joel, you can always go to our website too and pick up our current messages uh, on the book of Exodus. We just started uh, in uh, chapter 20 looking at the age of the law, the period uh, of the law, and an in-depth look uh, at the law. But uh, we're still doing that uh, uh, in in Exodus and Leviticus and uh, several chapters into Numbers. Uh, that's the, the subject matter. Hey, let's go real quick to Jacob. We got a prayer request uh, from Jacob. I uh, got about a minute left. What's your prayer request, Jacob? Hey, Pastor, I have a quick request. Um, one of our friends at church, she can no longer... Um, go to church due to some allergies to the mold in the building. Okay. Um, just wanted to, I mean, she's just really discouraged that Sure. Uh, she can't go to church and praise the Lord. And uh, yeah. just wanted to well, choose some prayer her way. Let's do that right now, Jacob. Father, we just lift up this sister to you. And uh, Lord, you know the situation. You, uh, I, I pray that if you can resolve that in the building or uh, in in physically in her uh, or just create some other way but Lord she she just needs to be able to have that fellowship that we all need to be able to worship and to be able to get into your word with the body of Christ and so I just pray that you'd work in this situation somehow and Lord in the interim that you would just encourage her and surround her take the church uh, to her Lord uh, and just bless her and keep her and strengthen her uh, and Lord we do just uh, thank you for this program here today this uh, opportunity to be able to take uh, so many calls and questions and texts and and pray for folks. We pray for all the people that called in and all those listening that you bless. We pray uh, for the churches, uh, Lord, in Colorado, in Wyoming, in Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and uh, your body of Christ, uh, your body as a whole uh, around the world. Uh, Lord, we just love you. Uh, we, we, we just uh, bless you, Lord. Let our hearts just bless you and praise your name in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for the call, Jacob. God bless you. Folks, thanks for tuning in to Calvary Live. Uh, Calvary Live will be back. Monday, Pastor Jason Vanderveer from Calvary Chapel Parker here with you. God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.